This is the Inside the Pylon Mock War Room Draft. Chuck Zada here as your host through this entire project that we've been working on. Last couple picks off the board, just in case you haven't been uh, with us this entire time. Fifth pick in the draft, Miles Jack heading to Jacksonville. Vernon Hargraves, the DB out of Florida, heading to Baltimore. And the first quarterback off the board, Jared Goff, heading to San Francisco yesterday, which means we now come to the eighth pick in the draft. The Philadelphia Eagles moved up to take this selection, and we've brought in former NFL player Ross Tucker to help the Eagles out as their GM here. And Ross, I want to thank you for joining us today on this project. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And uh, even though Andy Reid never wanted me, I was a big Eagles fan growing up. I feel like I played for pretty much every team other than the Eagles, but um, I was a big Eagles fan growing up. So it was my dream to play for them. It didn't happen. So now I'm getting a chance to play GM for them, which is the next best thing. Well, you figure even though uh, Andy Reid didn't want you, we still were able to get you. So that's what really matters at the end of the day here. And on your staff, you've got uh, two folks, uh, two writers from inside the pylon, Mark Schofield as your offensive coordinator, Dave Archibald as your defensive coordinator. And so pretty much what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you on the clock right now. You've got 15 minutes uh, to hash out your pick and make your selection. And so the Philadelphia Eagles are now on the clock. All right, fellas, Mark, Dave, let's take a look at, at what's left on the board and you guys have to sell me on what you think could best help your side of the ball. And I can already tell, at least in my mind, that we might start to get into a discussion about short-term interests of the franchise versus long-term interests of the franchise. And look, I was a former player. I know where you guys are probably at mentally in terms of that. Most times coaches are looking more at the short-term interest. Offensively, Uh, Mark, I want to get your take, but I I still think we could use some help at wide receiver, at offensive tackle. uh, Jason's been such a good player for so long at left tackle, but I just don't know how many more years he has left. So that's absolutely an option. Uh, I think running back might have been an option, but with Ezekiel Elliott off the board, there's not a guy that I would consider at that point. Um, And, of course, I think quarterback is always something we should talk about. We have Sam under contract for two years. We have Chase under contract for three years. But I'm not sure either one of those guys is really uh, a franchise option. I don't think either one of them certainly have proven that to this point. Sam, inconsistent play and the health. And Chase, I think as much as anything, just hasn't gotten the opportunity. And, obviously, we know where our head coach, Doug Peterson, feels with them. Defensively, we're switching up the scheme a little bit, going to more of a 4-3. We did re-sign Vinny. We've got Benny and Fletcher inside. We'll have Connor and Brandon Graham will be in the mix as well. Uh, We could always use secondary help. We did bring back Malcolm Jenkins to an extension. We brought in Rodney McLeod. Leotis McKelvin and Ron Brooks came with with you, Dave, um, with your scheme from Buffalo um, that you had, your, your Jim Schwartz, a.k.a. Dave. So I'm going to start with you, Mark. Um, knowing what's still available there and the positions that I talked about, which really to me are offensive tackle, wide receiver, and maybe even quarterback, is there a guy that jumps out to you that you really think that we should strongly consider right now? 
Well, I mean, first off, it would have been nice to address running back here. I think Elliott would have been a great fit. But as you said, off the board, so we need to look elsewhere. I don't think there's a guy we can get with the eighth pick in the draft that makes sense at this spot from a value perspective. A tackle, you've got Stanley and you've got Decker, who I think are guys that we could probably uh, look to if we were going to go offensive tackle route. Like you said, we got to think about Peters in the long term there. But do we really need to address potentially tackle Again, with the eighth pick, I don't know if it makes sense from a value perspective. At wide receiver, Coleman, um, Doxon, those guys might kind of make sense. Um, not sure we want to go that route. Again, a value issue. If you want to address quarterback, Goff just came off the board. I do think there is an argument to be made for Carson Wentz in the sense that, look, we don't know what we're going to get out of Bradford. We don't know if he's the future. We got a two-year two deal there. I don't know if it makes sense. Chase Daniel... You know, Coach Peterson brought him over because he likes him. He's familiar with him, but I think he's kind of your long-term backup. I'm not sure he's the future answer at that position. Carson Wentz is a guy that is going to need some time, and we can bring him in, and it makes sense to give him a year or two, learn the system, turn the reins over to him. He's a guy with... He's got arm talent. He's got size. He's got mobility. He's got accuracy in the short intermediate range. He can make reads. He's going to need to speed up a little bit in the process and in terms of reading defenses going through progressions. But in this situation, it might make a good, it might make sense for us. Dave, how about defensively with the guys that are still available there? I, I guess from my perspective, taking a look at what there is, I don't know that there's a D lineman, uh, I don't know, maybe Sheldon Rankins, but I think we're in pretty decent shape there. We could probably use an off-the-ball linebacker. We do have Kendricks, we brought in Nigel Bradham, Jordan Hicks will come back, but maybe a guy like Darren Lee, since Miles Jack is off the board, and like any team out there, we could probably always use some additional bodies in the secondary if you think there's a guy worthy of the eighth pick overall. Is there a guy, Dave, here that you really want to sell me on that you think can make a big impact on our team? Uh, I like a couple of the uh, the edge guys available. Uh, Shaq Lawson out of Clemson. I don't know if that's a huge need at this point. The Eagles were roughly average last year in sacks. Um, in terms of the off-the-ball linebackers, Darren Lee, he's a really explosive athlete, but there are some questions about his run defense. And since Philly led the league in rush yards allowed last year, I'm not sure about the fit there. The defensive backs, I think they all have question marks here a little bit. You've got a couple long, rangy press types in Eli Apple and William Jackson who maybe struggle a little bit with quicks. And then you've got a guy who's kind of the opposite of that in Mackenzie Alexander out of Clemson, who's a little smaller guy who gives you some inside-outside versatility, but then can he match up on the bigger guys? And I, I think if you look at the Eagles cornerbacks, you've got Leotis McKelvin, who's sort of in that mold. You've got Ja'Cory Shepard, who I know a lot of people liked a lot coming out of Kansas last year, including me. Uh, so I think Alexander's a little redundant to those guys. How much time do we have on the clock at this point, Commissioner? Currently eight minutes remaining on the clock. Yeah, I got to tell you guys, um, I, I don't see it defensively. Yeah, I don't see a guy right now with the eighth pick that I like. You know, the best D lineman. I, 
I, I know you mentioned the edge guys, but we just signed Vinny Curry to a long-term deal. We'll have both Connor Barwin and Brandon Graham under contract for several more years, playing defensive end for us in the new 4-3 under Coach Schwartz. And I, I, I just don't see the value there on defense. From my perspective, the positions that we should consider, potentially wide receiver with a guy like Laquan Treadwell or Corey Coleman. But I'm, I'm thinking, Mark, from my perspective, the two most likely choices in my mind are Carson Wentz, a quarterback, and an offensive tackle. And I would say Ronnie Stanley or maybe even a Jack Conklin for Michigan State. You know, I think Ronnie Stanley would be, be able to plug in for Jason Peters at left tackle after a year. We could conceivably even cut Jason Peters and open up some cap space based on how Jason played last year. I really like what I've seen from Ronnie Stanley. If we got Conklin, I'd probably be inclined to move Lane Johnson over to left. He did a pretty good job in place of Jason last year, and, and Conklin would probably be our right tackle. I'd feel very good about either one of those choices, Stanley or Conklin. In terms of Wentz, I went and saw him each of the last two years in person in the FCS championship game. I love everything about him. I mean, he is big kid. He throws it well. He's very athletic. He's extremely smart. And I know that what you said, Mark, about maybe him, you know, needing a year and that might be the case. And hey, that's why, you know, we gave Sam the money that we gave him and Sam would have a chance this year. But I just don't expect us or think that we'll be picking in the top 10 again. At least I hope not. And I don't know when we're going to get another opportunity to get a guy coming out of college with Carson Wentz's ability that has a chance to, to be our next Donovan McNabb in terms of being the quarterback for 10 to 12 years. So unless, Mark, you love Treadwell or Corey Coleman, to me we're really down to Ronnie Stanley, Jack Conklin taking an offensive tackle or, or taking, pulling the trigger on the quarterback and Carson Wentz. Well, I think one way to look at it is, you know, we've got the, with the eighth pick a quarterback who, you know, is it, you know, one of the top two quarterbacks in this class has kind of fallen to us. So I think we should definitely give it some thought, you know, given the sense that, you know, if he's a guy that's going to need some time, we're in a position to give him some time. We don't need to play him right away. If we think that sitting here right now, he can still be the quarterback of the future and give us, you know, the next eight to 10 years here in Philly. That makes a lot of sense. As far as the wide receivers, that's... There's some depth to that class that I think we can address the wide receiver position, you know, in the second round, in the third round. I'm not in love with any of these guys from a scheme fit, from a trade perspective where they kind of blow you away from what they do on paper. Tackle, I think, is something we should definitely consider, but we've got two tackles there right now. We can address that down the, you know, in the second round with a guy like Spriggs, Decker, if he's still there, and possibly get that tackle of the future giving us some room to make a move down the road. For Wentz, again, he's a guy that does things very well. He was very involved in what North Dakota State was doing offensively, both in his abilities to make calls at the line, change protections, you know, change the plays, works through progressions. He'll need some work. All of these guys do. But again, we're in a position to give him time to grow in our system. And it might be the smartest play we can make, as you said at the beginning, from a long-term perspective. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it. How much time? 
Three minutes remaining. Three minutes. You know, the more I look at it, Jason Peters is an absolute freak of nature. I'm one of the rare GMs that actually was teammates with him in Buffalo back in 04 and 05. And he's amazing. He might play a couple more years and play at a high level, depending on his level of motivation. Even if not, even if we cut him, we can move Lane, Lane Johnson over to left tackle. That's why we just gave him that extension. And I'm okay with guys like Andrew Gardner, Dennis Kelly, battling it out. They're both serviceable at right tackle. And like you said, we can take a, a tackle later on in the draft to develop for that. I got to tell you, guys, I, I really think Carson Wentz is the pick here. I wouldn't have been shocked if Cleveland took him at number two. Or And I'm very thankful that San Francisco took golf. He's the number one quarterback on the board in my mind. You're not, we're not going to get this opportunity again. I don't know what the issue with him is. I mean, the only thing anybody can point to is the level of competition. I played in the Ivy League, and frankly, I – I didn't think the NFL was as good as I thought it'd be. I mean, I, I think that the I think that's a little bit overrated at times. Anytime they played an FBS school, North Dakota State beat their butt. He looked good in the Senior Bowl. He gives us a chance to be very strong at by far the most important position. You know, we'll see what Sam does for a year. And look, if Sam has a great year, maybe we keep him for year two, or maybe Sam provides trade value for us. You're right, Chase Daniel does give us a soft landing spot, knowing the offense and also being able to help Carson in this offense. But I'm the GM. My job is to look out for the long-term interest of this franchise. And I really, really believe that Wentz has the chance to be a Pro Bowl, certainly a top 15 caliber quarterback for years to come. 4.0 GPA, all the intangibles I've had multiple conversations with the young man. I'm going to feel great about it. I think Jeffrey Laurie is going to feel great about the fact. I think Philadelphia will love the work ethic that he brings to the table. I'm turning the card in, and I feel like we're getting the best quarterback in the draft at number eight overall. With the number eight pick, the Philadelphia Eagles select Carson Wentz, quarterback, North Dakota State. Outstanding, and you heard it right there. The Eagles taking Carson Wentz, the quarterback from North Dakota State. Ross, all you got to do now is make sure you get him signed before camp starts. Shouldn't be too hard with the new salary structure. No, I'm not worried about it. Plus, I mean, he's from he's from Bismarck, North Dakota. We're going to give him more money than he's ever seen in his life. He's gonna be <laughs> there we go. I mean, you, you know what the cost of living is in Bismarck, North Dakota? You'll send him back home with enough to buy the state. Oh, my goodness. Although, you know, there's a lot of oil money up there. Maybe That's he'll true. Buy, maybe he'll buy a couple of... Uh, what do they call them? Rigs or wells? I don't know. Get a couple of those running, yeah. Yes. I'm sure he's not that worried about it right now. I, I love it. I think Doug's going to love him. And uh, I, I think this is the guy that's finally going to get the Eagles back to the Super Bowl. We will see. I know that Eagles fans are eagerly anticipating the start of this season. Going to head over now to Shane Alexander and Mark Schofield for a little bit of information on this pick. Shane, I want to start with you. Carson Wentz been the starter at North Dakota State the last couple of years. Talk to me about what you've seen on the tape from him and his growth over his time as a starter. Yeah, Wentz is one of those guys where he turned himself into an NFL prospect. You know, a lot of guys come out of high school into college and they're already being christened as the next big thing. Wentz made himself into a prospect and he's really kind of the quintessential uh, prototype. He's big, he's tall, 
He's got a good arm. Um, he plays in a system that I think is conducive to NFL success. And he's going to a, a head coach in Doug Peterson, who I think can do a lot of unique things with him, having just come from Kansas City, where Alex Smith uh, was the quarterback. And a lot of people forget about Alex Smith. He is the original kind of spread option um, athletic quarterback in this era. He played at Urban Meyer years ago at Utah. And so you can do a lot of nifty, uh, neat things with with Alex Smith. And Carson Wentz is a good athlete. He's you know, he's a pro-style guy in the, in the prototypical sense, but he can do some some things. So I think going to Peterson – um, you know, allows Wentz to really kind of manifest all the strengths that he has. Mark, you did a lot of film work with Wentz, even though you were involved uh, with this pick here. Talk to me about what you saw on film from a scheme perspective that potentially matches up with what Philly is going to be looking to do this year, even if it's just in a backup learning uh, role behind Sam Bradford. You know, it's funny. Um, when I really first started digging into Carson Wentz's tape, um, seeing what a lot of he was asked to do at North Dakota State, you know, one of the first notes I made was, you know, somewhere Gary Kubiak is smiling because I was I was watching a quarterback who could operate under center and, you know, athletic enough to give you that boot action game that we see Gary Kubiak using, you know, fake the stretch play, come back, peel backside and, you know, throw the ball in the move. He's an athletic quarterback, throws well on the run. Uh, athletic enough to make plays with his feet. He's very accurate in the short and intermediate game with a you know above average arm, um, one of the better arms in this class. I think throws the deep out route very well, the comeback route very well from one hash mark to the other sideline. A little bit of a struggle on the deep accuracy. Um, he improved it a little bit from you know two seasons ago to last season. I think with what Doug, Coach Peterson is going to try to do in Philly, try to reestablish the run game, build around the run game. He's a guy that you can get in, build play action off of that, um, like we just described. So I think Wentz gives you some things you can do with do with him from a scheme standpoint, even if you know get a little package for him to get him some game experience if you want to go that route. I think you can, you know, obviously with Bradford now for a two-year deal, you've got Chase Daniel in there as well. You can bring Wentz along slowly. He's a guy that's going to need to improve play speed. Um, ran it pro style, you know, had some pro reads to his game, um, can work progressions, can go, you know, one, two, three receiver reads and stuff like that, but he's going to need to speed it up. And he'll get a chance to do that by – you know, slowly matriculated into the NFL game. Shane, when you look at Wentz and what he's able to do right now on day one, is he a guy who's better off getting a year under his belt in a backup role, or could he be able to step in at some point this year for Philly if necessary? I think if he was going to a team like the Jaguars that had to throw him uh, to the Wolves like Boyles did last year, I think he could tread water, but ideally you would love for him to sit. Um, I think he would love for all these quarterbacks to sit. But, you know, Wentz learning a year in Peterson's system would be ideal. Very good. Mark, any last uh, thoughts on Wentz and uh, this pick heading to uh, Philly with, uh, obviously, uh, a lot of changes happening there in the offseason? Any last thoughts before we move on? Well, I mean, uh, just from a personal standpoint, allow me to take, you know, you know, one moment to say, just take care of my boy, okay? Just take care of my boy, Philly. That's all I'm asking for. They'll do what they can. They'll do what they can. He'll send postcards. He'll be well taken care of there. That is the pick to the Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz off the board at number eight in the ITP mock war room draft. Tomorrow, we head to Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers' young signal caller, Jameis Winston, looking to build on an impressive rookie campaign. Will the Buccaneers give him additional weapons on offense? 
or do they look to draft a playmaker on defense? That's coming up tomorrow on the ITP Mock War Room Draft.